three, two, one. Fresno Behind. This is the Fresno Behind. Podcast episode number 53 here in the Beehive Studios. I am Joshua Teehee, and with me is... Brianna Kalix. Jody Murray. And we are going to talk about some pop culture happening. So, uh, for those who follow us, um, we have been MIA for a couple of weeks, so there were uh, spring break. I'm going to say it was spring break. Yes. We were on spring break. We were on spring break, sure. But we're back now, and we have some uh, interesting things to talk about. I would like to start with the return, the reboot of Roseanne. So this was a big deal. We probably talked about it on the podcast at one point. Um, you know, they were rebooting all of these old shows, and Roseanne was one that was going to come back, and it was this crazy thing because, you know, Dan was dead, but he wasn't really dead. But well, it was Apparently weird. not. Yeah, yeah. He got better. Because the whole thing was a story. Remember? At the, I, yeah. I don't know if you watched Roseanne. The whole thing was a story that she was writing, and that's why the last two seasons, they kind of, re, like, the last two seasons were crazy, and then at the very end, they're like, ha just kidding, it's a story she was writing. Okay. So anyway, uh, they announced that it was going to be coming back, it was this whole thing, um, and so I think maybe we're in the third or fourth uh, episode now, the yeah. first uh, week. They put out two episodes in a row, so it was an hour oh, yeah, long. Like it, was, a it was a double, premiere. right? Double premiere, and it killed it. It was just um, yeah. the ratings were through the roof, yeah. and everyone was really um, just said that it was a great job. They so, did a what great do job. people like about Roseanne? What is the appeal? Well, so first, oh man, so let the, so there was two things that happened. One is that the show was came out and everyone loved it. At the same time, there were an equal number of people who were just like, I will not watch it because Roseanne herself, the person, Roseanne Barr, is out of her mind, uh, conspiracy theory, like the type of person who will like retweet Pizzagate. Pizzagate, yeah. Uh, the kind of person who... Um, she, re- she retweeted Pizzagate? She oh, did. Yeah, yeah. And oh. other stuff. I mean, it's just, And other stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh-huh. Uh, so there were lots of people. In fact, Sarah Silverman got into like a Twitter argument with this guy. She was saying, you know, she loved the show. Um, a lot of her writer friends were a part of bringing it back and were writers on the show. She thought it was great. She thought that it really um, was able to show a, a family that is probably like a lot of families right now where... You know, there is a lot of political uh, tension in the world. And, and in everyday life. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that's what the Roseanne is showing. So she got in a, a fight, uh, a Twitter kind of back and forth with this guy because there was a guy who said, yeah, that's all well and good, but I will never watch it because Roseanne is a deplorable person and should not be supported. And I yeah. use the word deplorable. Right. Uh, oh, okay, I see what you did there, yeah. But she really is kind of off her rocker um, a little bit, just in terms of uh, her political yeah. um, ideology. So why, why, why in your mind was this, the, the show a success? Okay, so I, I watched the show and I thought it was really good. So uh, first of all, I think it managed to recapture the, the feeling, the characters from the original series, right? So if you watch the original series, there was a certain, like, uh, heart that the characters had yeah, that the yeah. show had 
And it, it really was able to c- capture that. It also felt very much of the time. Like, it felt completely relatable, uh, relatable and authentic to what's happening now. You know, so Roseanne is a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. um, you know, or I don't, wouldn't say Trump supporter, but in the show, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to in real life, in the show, she, you know, voted for Trump, et cetera, et cetera. Her sister um, did not. Her sister was a Hillary or a supporter or maybe even a Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. uh, supporter, and, and there was a rift that that uh, came in there. Um, the, uh, the show centers around Darlene actually moving back home after uh, being away, and this is where the show kind of picks up, and she mm-hmm. has a, a child who is gender non-conforming, let's say. They never yeah. really put it that way in the um, in the series but you know it's a uh, it's interesting a, and you say it's that a the, boy who likes to wear you know it's, it's funny that you, no, no, you say that they don't they don't like zero in on that they don't they don't they don't you know play trumpets and say no right uh, but, but, but when it's described when you're one level away and you're not actually watching the show but you're but you're reading as it's described that's that's like one of the things that come up you know the yeah. not, you know and one of them is a non gender right, specific right, right. character you know but but I mean it's not yeah I mean it's they don't they're not beating you over the head with it you know yeah. and that, um, to me that's like really interesting that they that that's like an element of the show when you have like Roseanne and the the show you know kind of being maybe on the side of the political spectrum that might balk right, at that right, you right, know yeah which is yeah so it's weird because in one case you know you have uh, Roseanne the person who doesn't seem like that would be uh, something she would be down with, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, here it is in the show, you know. Um, the son, and now I'm going to flake on his name, the character of the son in the show, he is a vet, you know. Uh, his wife is still serving overseas. They have a, a child there. It's a mixed-race couple, Um See, it sounds like so, it's, it sounds like the show is actually has an awful lot of layers. Has, it does. It, it, right. it, it's very nuanced in different directions. But when people from the outside, and this is a case where it's 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 so difficult in 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 the world we're in right now for for things to not be politicized right, right. in one way or the other, right. or, or it's almost like your politics are being called out. Right. Right. And 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 to which the point that they say, you know, if 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 you lean this way or you lean that way, or or specifically, but if you lean left, you do not watch that right, show. Right. Right. Well, and, and it's and, really and, you know, and it's interesting because, uh, and this was I think the point that Sarah Silverman made was like the show did a really good job of like. Uh, handling those layers without being political. Like, it do, it didn't feel like there was a political statement being made. Not in the same way that uh, uh, Tim... Tim Toolman, what's his name? Tim the Toolman. Oh, Tim, oh, Tim Allen? Tim Allen yeah. had, had his show, you know, whatever it was called. That, uh, Home Improvement. Last Man... Yeah, no, Home no, the new, the new, he has, Oh, he oh the... Uh, the uh, last a, Man a Standing. Man, last Man like Standing. That. Thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, it was very pointedly... Um, you know, political, mm-hmm. and was trying to do uh, a specific thing, and it kind of felt like that, and I think that's why, like, mm-hmm. it was very attractive to some people, not to other people. I thought it was also fairly well done. Um, this didn't feel like that, you know? I mean, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were hammering it over your head. It felt like, much like the original show, where it's just like, hey, here's some people, they're uh, dealing with their family issues, whatever those may be, struggling to survive, 
in this uh, kind of mm-hmm. landscape. And I don't I know. I feel like they did a good job. For me, the most uh, crazy thing about learning about Roseanne, the person <laughs> and the show, True. that I feel like is something that cannot be ignored because I think it's just something that we wild and we do not see it is that in 2012 Roseanne ran for president. She ran for president. Yep. And she was seeking a nomination from the Green Party. Right. And right. now she is this, you know, ardent Trump supporter. And so just like the pendulum swing to me is is phenomenal. Well, like I well, right. I don't so know, I can't think of any other example actually, like that. I want to say it was uh 2012, but it might have been 2018. Uh, 2008, but one one of those years, she actually was on the ballot, uh, the ballot for the Peace and Freedom Party. So she yeah. had tried to get a nomination for the Green Party. It didn't work. Uh, um, so clearly, this woman has always been, you know, really involved in politics, really interested, like a very political person. So for the show to like not be making this grand political statement right. is pretty impressive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure, and 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 I mean, you have to remember she's it's, she's not a politician. She's right, I mean, right. you know, maybe she's but she political. wants to be. She, she, yeah, no, well, no, apparently, she's, right? Yeah, she's I mean, a high she profile person. She'll make yeah. appearances. Da 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 da. Yeah. But she, it's not like she's an assemblyman who who changed parties. Right, right. You know, who had to register. At, well, maybe she did. Well, it's, but, but, I find it very. She's interesting. human. She can do that. Right. And I find it very interesting that you know the the show happens. Uh, and it does very well, and Donald Trump d- has, sends a congratulatory tweet to Roseanne. I think he may actually have called her, too. I can't remember. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did. Which is, you am- know, which is amazing for a person who does not watch TV. Right. <laughs> so, well, he obviously hadn't watched because the Because of all show, the documents. Because if he had watched... The, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this is not the recommendation round, but I will, you know, I would recommend, uh, especially to anyone who watched Roseanne um, when, you know, it was on the first time, I would at least give it a shot. Uh, I think it's a good show. I think it's well done and, and will, has that same kind of heart that it always I will tell. I will tell you this, Josh. I, I didn't watch it the first time around. And you won't I haven't it. seen a single episode yet, but just for you. Okay. Just for you, so I'm going to watch a couple. At least of watch I'm in the same boat as Jody, but I have to say that you did a good job of convincing me. And just from reading about it, uh, my interest has been piqued. Yeah, and I might give it yeah. a try. Well, look at that. Here's the truth about it: I would not, I would not have watched it uh, otherwise myself, probably, or it would have taken me much longer. But um, I felt like with everything that was being said about it, I need, I wanted to to know. So I think. Yeah. And maybe this was all part of it, um, that there was, like, this kind of hype around it, Mm -hmm. and especially the backlash and the whole thing, so. Okay. All right, so the second thing we should bring up, because it is the season. I haven't seen any of these yet this year, but um, it is coming up, and this is Promposals. Yeah. Which I was not even aware was a thing. I mean, I was aware it's a thing that you ask Mm -hmm. people to prom, I did not know it was such a thing that it, it had its own name. I will say no, I that I think in recent years it has gained the name Promposals. Right. But I think it's been around a little bit longer okay. than maybe we realize. Um, or it didn't, you know, it didn't, it's been around but it didn't have Right, a name. it didn't have a name and people weren't. Uh, t- so what we're talking about is this idea that uh, you ask, you want to go to prom with someone. You ask them to go to prom in a grand, spectacular way. 
Um, and there's been, you can just go Google promposals, and yeah. there are a bazillion uh, stories about it. Every, um, yeah, every, getting, everything you know, from... from from poster board to poster to, boards. To, 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 to songs right. to 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 obviously videos. I mean, and you, YouTube celebrity videos, help. So. Right, celebrity help is a big one. You get and you try to get someone to um, to go to prom. So I'm just looking at some some of these uh, here. Um, so some here's challenge. one. Oh, this is a great one. So it's a poster board with uh, a bunch of red Solo cups, right? The red party mm-hmm. drinking cups. It okay. says, I couldn't even function if I pulled up to the function solo. And oh, then, okay. oh, That's pretty lame. <laughs> I just remember, see, and, and I, my only connection to this, I can remember one of my, one of my stepsons uh, composing a Will You Go to Prom With Me? Uh, on, on on poster board mm-hmm. in his room, and I just walked in there. Going, what in the world is this? I'm gonna ask, ask. I'm asking someone to prom. So why don't you just ask her? Right. And right. it was all. And it was. I got this look like, well, that's, that's not what you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, that's not right. a thing anymore. Kids in high school these days, like you don't just like ask someone, will you go to prom with me? That's wild. Now it's like expected to like to do this grand gesture, to do something God. nice, to do something cutesy. I would be so lonely in and high school because <laughs> I would just be like, no, I'm not doing. That sounds ridiculous. And I think it's also extended beyond prom, like, and it's like you know people do it like kids these days, kids these days, kids. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, See, no. You're crossing uh, over. Uh, but I think they do it for you know like other dances and right, right, formal, right. you know winter yeah. formal Sadie Hawkins dance, whatever dance. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think it def- it's, um, yeah, it's uh, it's out there. Like, I mean. I know when I was in high school, the girls did it for Sadie Hawkins Day dance. You know, you know if you're going to put yourself out there, ask a guy to a dance, then you, you better, better do, do it, it right. in a cool way, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So personal story, I guess, is when I was in high school, my now husband actually did a little prom puzzle. Okay, okay. That I felt it was works. very sweet. It yes. works, apparently. Um, <laughs> so him and I had, he and I had been dating for a couple months, and... Um, actually my mom found this little dog on the side of the road and she rescued it and we ended up giving it to him and his family and he was like, no way, my mom's not going to let us keep it. Turns out they keep the dog. He becomes this beloved member of the family, this little dog. And so, you know, one day when I was at their house visiting, um, the little dog comes up to me and... Uh, Marco says, like, oh, look, I got him a name tag. And it was, like, a little heart-shaped oh, name tag that said prom on it with a question mark. And to this day, I have the little doggy name tag on my keychain. And um, it's just, it's, like, become a keepsake yeah. now. And no, so, okay, so that's, and that's and one thing. Okay. And I think that's really cool and special. <laughs> I hear a okay. however coming. But you see some of these other ones that are just, like, so ridiculously outrageous and there's actually a lot of people who are like against these prom- especially the very public proposals where you you know get someone in and, a and, they're, and they're against it because well uh, like it the puts the recipient on, on 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 the hook or right so it it's just, there, there, there are a group of people who uh, are against um like the jumbotron wedding proposals oh well yeah that's just, um, just because it, it puts the uh, person being asked in a position of either having to uh, 
Yeah. Say yes stuff. or no, right? Yeah. And 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 not not really. Uh, if you say no, people are gonna feel a certain yeah, way about it. Then you, it'll go viral, and you'll find yourself on Good Morning America, and all types of cool things will happen. Um, so, <laughs> so there are a lot of these like very public things, you know, um, that I think are a little bit outrageous. I think doing something, you know. Uh, Small, like very small and like yeah. um, something that's very personal, I think is completely okay. Um, you know, postering someone's car with like oh, yeah, post-its that say prom. Yeah. I feel like that has uh, like become like the most cliche one is like really? doing something to someone's car at school. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. Uh, it is uh, the the gentleman is lying next to. I assume it's uh, the woman's car. Uh, And he is, like, dead on the ground with some flowers. And it says uh, he's in a chalk outline. And it says, I'm dying to go to prom with you. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess the the, the funny, I mean, it it feels like like I'm always obligated to pull the old guy take. But, but... But, you know, as, as somebody who has has done an actual, you know, wedding proposal to somebody, right. that's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing. And, and, and that, took, that I mean, is a thing. I mean, yes. I, I pulled I pulled one that I'm still very proud of. But right. but but I thought that's that's asking someone to marry you. And I get that. And I don't know. I mean, I guess actually in, in today with social media and. And, and, you know, kids just like, hey, look what I did. Right, right. And you don't see it in the, on the podcast, but I'm pretending to hold a, can- a phone and putting it in Josh's face. That's, that's a thing. And there's that's also... Thing. I do uh, feel like social media has definitely, like, fueled it and propelled sure. it to another right, level. Right. Well, because even, like, uh, marriage proposals now are... A, a thing where yeah. like you gotta like, if you can get it on TV. You're right. It's raised the stakes. If you can really has raised up the in the airplane. Yeah. Or if you oh, get like God. photos the guy who, or or even well everything. I mean not taking too far afield, but it, I mean the, the, all those videos of of the you know the first dance at at, at the wedding and, right. and all you know, this, the way that they just say hey we're gonna do this big thing we're gonna film it we're gonna put it on YouTube and and we'll then there's stars, also yeah. uh, and this is like a subset of the conversation that we're talking about where um, uh, people try to get celebrities to go to prom. Oh, with yeah. Them. Yeah. And then celebrities do it. Well, like last I, year, Kylie Emma's, Jenner went to prom with are. a guy, and it was kind of, obviously it was this internet sensation. Like there was Snapchats of her at prom with this guy. But I guess what happened is um, his friends were like trying to find him a date, mm. and they like were posting, I think, big poster boards. Like I think his name was Albert, like Someone, like, let's find Albert a date, and Kylie caught wind of it, and she had never gone to oh, her own sweet. prom. Oh, that's and cool. And so she so went with him. So it was more him. for her than for him at well, all. Well, I guess that's it was cool. kind of for both of them. Like, I mean, yeah. you do get to say, like, I took Kylie Jenner to prom. So Taylor you know? Swift went yeah. to uh, prom. Oh, yeah, so that sounds like a very Taylor Swift thing to do. I saw one. I was Here's just looking at what I don't understand. How old is Kylie Jenner? She's not that old. I think she might have just been like one year out of like prom mm. age, like okay. high school Fair age. Enough. Fair yeah. enough. She, okay. I have no idea. Sixteen, seventeen. I know. 18? I do not believe she's twenty-one because I yeah, think no, 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 Kendall sure she's not just yet, turned yeah. twenty-one. Yeah. So, so there's not. Yeah, so it's I not think, too creepy. Yeah, she was probably like 
18, See, 19, I was about to, 19 see, now, you had, now you bring that up because it's the one I did see that in which the celeb did go mm-hmm. on, on that was uh, Sean White, the mm-hmm. Olympic skate, uh, the snowboarder. And, uh, but he, I'm sure he was like several years older than whoever he went well, to he's, from. He's well, 31 now. So that's, so, or, and I, yeah, think, uh, okay. so, I do he's remember in, when I, back in my day, uh, here I go again. Um, when we went to prom, if you were going to bring, like, a date from another school right. or something, like, there was limits yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, you couldn't, yeah. yeah. You couldn't bring your college boyfriend who's 30. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I, I did. I, I'll always cherish the time in which I, I helped chaperone a prom okay. uh, with my wife. And I got to stand there at the door and watch the girls show up with their college boyfriends uh-huh. and they would enforce the the hair rule and the guy would have facial hair or something like that and and the the, the dean would say hold them like a, a razor and everything you either cut it off or you go home that seems like a silly and arbitrary rule i'm sure there's high school boys out there who could grow a full beard I okay. love this that. will mean nothing to most of the people in the podcast but it was clovis unified so oh, come on there you go. Okay. anyway yeah. Notorious. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Notorious for their super conservative dress code. <laughs> Anything else about promposal? He, uh, so, you know, here's let, a real life one that okay, I just found. Okay. Real uh, life. A person just that I know. Oh, okay. This they said, I'd like it a latte if we went to formal. And it's like a poster with like a Starbucks drink. Okay. See, that's a great one because. You're also getting a Starbucks drink. Out of yes, it. <laughs> that's the kind of proposal I can get behind. So in case they say no, hey, you know, at least you got you know a latte. Here's a tank of gas where you go to prom. <laughs> that's the kind of proposal I would do. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, whipped cream or not? It's uh, so these things are going to be happening. I think if anyone is listening to the the podcast and would like to share a story um, about prom, I would like to hear. Uh, or if I would just like to hear people's thoughts because I think it's kind of weird um, that you, why are you? Sh- I feel like it's normal. It is. I mean, I it is know. normal. <laughs> it is. It's totally normal. I feel like it shouldn't be normal. I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. Because, we'll just have to leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a couple more minutes, so let's end as we always do with our recommendation rounds. And I am not going to start, although I have a good one for you. Guys. Uh, I'm happy to jump. All in. right. Um, and once again, we're, we are really, really trying not to do all things Netflix, but God, they just we're trying, but it's Netflix not working. Netflix is killing it. There so. is a. Um, yeah, it's true. There is a, a, a oh God, six, seven, seven episode documentary, I think. It's called Wild Wild Country, which doesn't even begin to describe what it's about. What it's about is uh, this an amazing thing that happened in, in Oregon, Central Oregon, in the, in the early 80s, about like 1981 through 1984, 1985, in which a, um, uh, a, a commune, uh, for all intents and purposes, took over this little town. And uh, they were known as, uh, the, the, the town was called Rajneesh Param, uh, the, the followers were called uh, Rajneeshis, uh, the Sinyasin. They were uh, the, 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 the man they follow was the Bhagwan Rajneesh. The and um, it became a huge, huge, weird, crazy thing. And uh, uh, the, the, the FBI, the feds got involved. Uh, it was As kind of a case of this little things. town, you know, this town of about, you know, maybe 50 people feeling that they were being overrun by these, by these folks. 
and it just got absolutely so nuts. the 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 commune moved into this town and was well just the weird like, thing hey, is they gonna... actually get back to it they 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 basically built a town from nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, a few miles away. As is but, their but want. But because they felt that they were getting some pressure from this little town nearby, they they started coming in and buying land in that uh, town, uh-huh. and and they started pushing back, and then they started bringing in the, the 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 folks in the town started bringing in some of the friends, and they brought in their friends, and before you know it, uh, crazy things started happening. A uh, a, a hotel that the Rajneeshis owned in Portland it was like the, the closest metropolitan town. Uh, was was blown up by this guy. He he a bomber. He he, he the bomb went off prematurely. He blew off a few of his fingers. He was the only one who got hurt. He was well okay. Sans fingers. Yeah. And that that led the the, the Rajneeshis decide that we're, we're going to arm themselves. So they had these semi-automatics and they're doing target practice and the whole bit. Okay. It's it's fascinating to watch, and I just have to tell you that the reason why I was particularly fascinated was I was in Oregon at the time when this all was happening, and if you were in Oregon, you could not stay away from it. I was like you know, half a state away. I was like way down in southern Oregon. This is up in northern Oregon. Oregon's Oregon. small, though. It's Oregon's not like small California. Enough, but you had, an, you, had, you had a state newspaper, the Oregonian, which covered this thing like a blanket, and you followed the whole thing. And I remember thinking, this is going to end in bloodshed. It's going to blow up. And you have to remember that this happened in like only four years after Jonestown. Right, right. So right, people right, had right. already in their heads what happens when you get this and for, commune uh, and those followers who don't and a cult know about and the whole Jonestown. Bit. Right. Yeah, Jonestown was ugly. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one where they drank the Kool Aid. Where they yeah, drank, yeah, where they drank the Kool Aid. So what was so, the one where they uh, caught the they caught the cosmic shuttle? What was that one? The one that they, the one where uh, they they all wore the Nikes and then they were trying to get on the oh I can't oh that UFO. was oh my gosh don't uh, do we'll that to me we'll come back to that we'll come oh, back oh yeah that they were they're gonna all gonna catch the spaceship I'll look gonna, that one up. Yes, you go ahead up. and complete your so, thoughts about I don't, no, the, I'll just tell you that what's that it called Wild Russian well the, the the documentary documentary Wild Wild Country Wild Wild Country okay go on and, and, and very and just again quickly the I I found out I mean I was in this little I was in Ashland Oregon. And it turned out my first landlord was a Rajneeshi. There were actually several Rajneeshis there in Ashland because I was I think it was like a small, artsy town, and they felt very comfortable there. But then a friend of mine, we went up to Portland in the middle of all this, and we went to the Rajneeshi nightclub in downtown Portland. It was called Zorba, Zorba the Buddha. And it had the flashing lights and the mirror balls and the whole bit, and the little, the bit, little pictures of the Rajneeshi every few feet uh, above the dance floor, it was crazy. So they had shit. their own. Uh, they were they were very capitalistic. Yeah, so they, they had they, their they, own businesses all throughout. Yeah, that that the was known. The, yeah, the, the the Bhagwan did not believe in in you know living you know in, in ashes and the yeah, whole bit. Yeah. He said, no, you make you make your money. Oh. And so yeah, they had they had a hotel. They had the Heaven's the, Gate the, was the name of the. Yeah, yeah. Heaven's yeah. Anyway, you didn't have to live it like I did, sort of. To enjoy this, uh, yeah. it, is a, it is an amazing documentary. Okay, uh, you can yeah, you can probably binge it in one sitting if you really want to. And if you uh, have uh, some of those uh, Nikes, are worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Because they have <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go or I? Yeah, okay. I'll go. Now so, that you've bummed us out with that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to recommend. Two new albums, actually. Okay, all right. Let's, uh, let's the hear. first one is "Golden Hour" by Casey Musgraves. She's like a oh, uh-huh, country uh-huh. pop yep. singer, and I just really like Casey Musgraves as like a person, as a celebrity. Okay. She's totally rad. 
Um, but her new album is great, too. Like, um, she, you know, sticks to her country roots, but also kind of gives it, like, a modern flair. And um, it's just, like, so damn relatable. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many songs in there that, like, you can just relate to. Like, you know, there's, like, one about her mom that's really sweet. It's actually, like, the shortest one on the album. And I think on Instagram she says that she, says that she wrote that song, like, <laughs> while on LSD or something. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and then there's, you like... You go, Casey. I had no idea. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> another song about... Um, it's called, like, something about... It's High Horse, I think, and it's, like, everyone knows someone who's, like, really self-important, mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. just like, get out of here, you know, that type of person. Get and off your high horse. Yeah, yeah, it's just really, really relatable. And then the other one that I would like to recommend is um, The Kids Are All Right by Chloe and Hallie. Okay. And they're, like, Beyonce's little prodigies, and um, I feel, and I think they're, like, kind of, like, well-known, like, their sound for, like, the way, I think they're two sisters in the... They're known for like the way they harmonize. And Are stuff. they on uh, Grownish? Yes. Oh, I love them. So yeah. I next time I'll recommend that show. By the way. Okay. Yeah. So so um, for, and so the album I think there is um they're signed by um, Beyonce's record label Ivy Park I think, and um I don't know if Beyonce had any. Um, involvement in like writing or producing the songs I just personally don't know I don't think she did when I tried looking it up but there's so many elements of their music that I am just like drawing a comparison with mm -hmm. Beyonce mm -hmm. like it's crazy just like little melodies and things here and there um, really sound a lot like you know a couple like some things from like Lemonade but also Beyonce's album before that I think it was just like Beyonce or something um and but it's just a really great really great album okay. I really like it and, and uh what was the name again of the the group the sisters oh Chloe and Hallie Chloe and Hallie okay and I will recommend a web sh a web series so you can find it uh on on YouTube um and it is called Up to Speed and it is everything you need to know about, and then a particular, it's a car uh, web series. So, um, and it's everything you need to know about said car, right? So, um, for instance, I'm looking uh, at the thing now. So you have um, everything you need to know about the Ford F-150, right? And so the guy goes and he just breaks down the entire history of the car from, you know, at the, its first, uh, you know, manufacturer run all the way through. Um, so there's, you know, and it's it, any car you can think of. And generally, it's like cars that people know about. So, for instance, the DeLorean. There's one on the Hummer. There's one on the Mini Cooper. Um, there's the Lamborghini. So sort of these iconic cars. And the guy just breaks down the entire history of uh, and it's the most and they're in uh, they're ten minutes something like that ten to fifteen minutes long, um, and just really really interesting. Here's one on the El Camino, um, so uh, the Buick Grand National. So if you're at all like a car person and into like w what makes cars awesome, this is definitely for you. They're very digestible. The guy who hosts it, um, I can't remember his name now, but he's super. Personable, they're funny, they're well edited, uh, so it's not like they're mm -hmm. um, hard to watch at all. 
And just the whole thing, there, this one's going off on me. Uh, the whole thing is just really well done. So I discovered it and I like fell down the rabbit hole and ended up watching, you know, maybe like an hour of these things. Hmm. And they're just super interesting. I don't even really like, I mean, I like cars in that I spent an hour yeah, watching this thing. Not like but, this guy does. Right, but I don't like cars um, in, in, in the same way. Uh, but it's really interesting stuff. So, uh, again, it's called uh, Up to Speed. You can find it on YouTube and probably other places. Anything else before we are done for this episode? And we'll uh, come I back next week. I think we've done it. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us on all of your social media platforms, I think, at the Fresno Beehive or Fresno Beehive and uh, please subscribe to the show if you have not and leave a comment if you enjoy please share it with your friends thanks